All right, thanks for making the Lockdown on this podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Now, what we're doing right now, we're trying to count down to 3,000 subscribers. We're going to make a big deal out of this. We're going to talk about it every day. And what I want is for you, if you have not subscribed to the show, to go ahead and give us a subscription. We're going to try to get to 3,000 subscribers. And if we get to 3,000 subscribers, we will do a live pregame show for the Texas Bowl. Now, if for whatever reason that it doesn't hit on the 28th and it's there on the 29th or 30th or 31st, we'll do live pregame shows next season. So we're planning on live stream. You're going to have your um, chance to have a conversation over here. We're going to talk about the stories of the game. I mean, by then, the transfer portal should be jumping as well because it'll be 22 days or something like that into it. So it should be really good. And tune in for that. Subscribe to that. Tell a friend if um, you already have. And we're going to have a lot of fun following Almost Sports in the future. So today in our transfer portal spotlight, and normally we have graphics up, but we didn't really have the time to build them today. Um, but I do want to talk about three names, and it's specifically some tight ends that have popped in the um, portal. C.J. Dupree um, from Maryland went in this morning. He already has an offer from Ole Miss. I imagine there's going to be some visits and they're going to recruit against him. If you follow me on my Twitter profile, there's a highlight of him from YouTube of him hurtling and doing all he can do on a wide receiver screen. Really good athlete. And people, if they need to know exactly the end that we might have there, it's probably Chance Campbell, honestly. Chance um, came from Maryland to Ole Miss. There's probably the relationships there that happened, honestly, through DJ Durkin back in the day. But that is probably the end that I think about um, on this positional change. But it's a really good athletic player, 250, 260 pounds, six foot five, prototypical tight end, has a chance to do a lot of damage in this offense. And the reason we are focusing on tight ends, and if you want to get a little bit in the weeds on this, is the seven-yard box within the linebackers and the defensive linemen, we did not use those hardly at all. And those were staples under Matt Corral and Evan Ingram and Kenny Oboa and all of that. Used them over and over again. They used the middle of the field as a weapon. I always talk about all the time about how this offense tortures linebackers because they can't be right. If they come up, you're exposing yourself behind you. If you go back, the running game is there. And then you got the jet sweep going side to side. It's an offense that makes false steps. It gets space. Even when the offense doesn't block very well, which we've seen many times, the misdirection and everything in each play can open up holes in the defense, even if you don't touch a soul. And, but for that offense to be clicking on all cylinders, the middle of the field needs to be used. And we talked early in the season to Bill Flowers, over and over, he talked about having a more substantial route tree and what they were doing and how this offense was, for lack of a better word, predictable at times, especially in the passing game, specifically because the middle of the field was just like a donut-sized hole that they just didn't use. And a lot of that might be because they were scared of Jackson Dart turning the ball over, you know, like he did against Kentucky where they he just didn't see a linebacker dropping back. Maybe. But 
it's at the point now where it's kind of time to take the training wheels off with Jackson Dart. He showed at the end of the year he can handle this offense. And it's time to take the training wheels off. And part of that is going to be a pass-receiving tight end, catching the ball, using him in the middle of the field. And the other side, a slot receiver, a big-time slot receiver. Jordan Watkins did a fantastic job this year, but he looked like an outside receiver that was forced into a slot receiver. There was not really any slot receivers that we saw during the season. Jalen Robinson, I don't know. He was hurt the whole year. I don't know if he's going to go pro. I don't know what's going to happen. He might come back. I think he can, but we'll see exactly what that looks like because he does have that phone booth type wiggle ability to make really impressive plays. So we'll see exactly how that happens. But um, C.J. Dupree from Maryland is absolutely a big-time player and somebody to watch. Two other tight ends that popped in there is Austin Stogner from South, South Carolina. His playing time went down towards the end of the season, but he's a really good tight end. He would fit our need very well. Um, he could be used in the middle of the field and is an excellent pass-receiving option. And also Eric All from Michigan. Um, Eric All, if you remember correctly, I think last year or two years ago, caught a game-winning pass and was a genuine weapon for the Michigan Wolverines offense. He, he may not be the new quarterback's favorite target, but he's a guy that can be a weapon in the receiving game. Good hands. Um, Eric All out of Michigan. But those are three names. One that Ole Miss has absolutely already offered. Two that I have not confirmed either way, but they feel like players that would be in the pecking order to get what they need. And if Ole Miss can get one of these three guys, Michael Trigg gets his head um, sewn on straight, um, and also Kyron Heath comes back and becomes better than ever, all of a sudden the middle of the field tight end problem gets solved. And you move your resources from that point over to the slot receiver position because you need both. Now, like I said, I enjoy getting in the weeds and I enjoy talking about Ole Miss football in a fun way, um, and especially stuff like this. The question is, like, what will this player bring to the situation that Ole Miss is currently in? How would this player improve it? And then visualizing how they would do that. That I mean, I'm, I'm not special. Most fans do that. I'm not saying that, but I love this. It's one of my favorite parts of the year. The transfer portal is just a gift from heaven to me because I can picture what's going on. You know, you know, Braden Fisk or something like that playing a five technique, three down line, everything. Perfect, just prototypical guy to play that. And and you know, going to be a lot of fun to see. Anyway, anyway. So I'm going to get out of here. Hope everybody has a good day. Sorry about my phone going off. Um, but enjoy the podcast. Enjoy the portal. We're going to continue to do it. I'm, I'm going to try and set up an interview with Chris Lovell of Locked On Red Raiders um, to talk a little bit about the bowl game. And we're going to try and have multiple hits, including a game day or game week hit of a crossover episode with him as well. So you'll get to know him over the next um, couple of weeks as well. So we got the transfer portal. We got regular recruiting. Um, Suntoreen Perkins apparently locked in with Ole Miss. Actually said that to a reporter. So that's good news because the 326 becomes a 335 instantly with him playing a box safety role. You put Ladarius Tennyson on the other side and you basically have a 3-4 defense for people that want a certain type of defense. You need more beef playing the five techniques defensive end and all of a sudden 
you have something that could be really good. So I, I'm, I'm really curious. Ole Miss has an opportunity to transform themselves through the portal and recruiting. Uh, Marvin Burks did um, decommit from Ole Miss and is going to Missouri. That's fine, his home state school. Um, I'm not saying it's not a loss or anything like that, but, I, I mean, I completely understand it. We're trying to do the same thing by flipping Dante Dowdle, trying to get him to go to the home state school. Ole Miss has a visit with him, by the way, coming up. We're also going to have John Garcia, and next week we're going to have Mike Huseman um, talking transfer portal after all of this gets percolating a little bit. So it should be a lot of fun. Anyway, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports Today from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Anyway, this has been the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. Um, tune in tomorrow. We're going to keep it going. Take care. Peace.